Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. Tangents as we continue all the way to episode 380 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And you know, it's hard being 16 years old. Trying to balance school life and homework and all that craziness. You're close to graduating and you got to start thinking about what you're going to do post high school. You got to deal with hormones and all the madness that comes with that. Learning how to drive and get your driver's license. Oh yeah, and finding out you come from a line of uh, magical beings from another universe, and it turns out you have superpowers too. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the 5-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like we do, Rick, with the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Brittany and This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello everyone. Hello. So sorry about the delay. Hopefully people saw our, uh, our our posts on the social medias that the gremlins had had taken control momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or do we want to blame damage control? They knew yeah, what we were going to be talking yeah. about. Yeah, it could be. It could have been them too. So don't get me started on damage control. Actually. Well, don't get me started on damage control quite yet. Uh, we will right, get there. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, plain hand, I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so, <laughs> first off, we need to do <laughs> the uh, news, which not a whole lot, as we were discussing before we started, it's a little quiet on the Western Front at the moment because Phantom Street Christmas starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So the dump Be truck of news. To go kablooey yes. numerous times over the course the, of the weekend. Because yeah, Marvel has confirmed that they are going to be there. There's going to be presentations. I know Neil Gaiman has posted he's going to be there. They're going to be showing Sandman. Mm-hmm. So, which we still have to wait a couple more weeks for. Um, so, with Fandom Christmas, aka San Diego Comic Con, for those that don't know our lingo, um, there is, I'm sure, some stuff coming. I would not be surprised if, like, the Marvel slash Star Wars. You know, anything from the house to mouse, if there's not as much as you might usually expect coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, just because D23 Expo is Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So Disney may be holding some stuff close to the chest for now and waiting until they're at their own event where they don't have to share with any anyone else. <laughs> to collectively blow our minds. Oh, but I fully expect there to at least be some 
stuff especially stuff that we know is coming sooner rather than later like we probably yeah. are going to get maybe more look at like she hulk and some other things so yeah, stuff that we already know is coming and have right dates. yeah exactly exactly so but yeah phantom christmas i'm still so excited <laughs> so stay tuned to the social medias because I will probably be on Twitter and retweeting stuff <laughs> as it comes out uh, into the feeds. <laughs> so. Uh, so, but in the meantime, crazy, I swear we just did our Oscars thing, but we're already going back into award season <laughs> with the Emmy nominations having been announced. So, um, of course, yeah, with the way things do, did, did you know, with the, the, all the streaming services and, and a lot of blah, um, we do have some things in there in the big categories, but you kind of have to get into, again, the technical award categories to really find the stuff that we're usually excited about you know the geeky uh-huh. stuff so that mm-hmm. being said uh stranger things was nominated in best drama best drama series so yay um Ooh. only murders in the building nominated for best comedy series uh-huh. so that's <laughs> cool um and both Steve Martin and Martin Short got nominated for lead actor in a comedy series for Only Murders in the Building. Why does Selena Gomez keep getting passed over? I don't know. For Only Murders and in the Building. Shame. It's beyond it's a shame. It's shame. Yeah, she is just as good as those guys and totally yep. holds her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, and I'm really hoping that it's a tie for... Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. <laughs> and they both win and they both have to share. Yeah. <sighs> as much as I'd like that, odds are it's probably going to go to Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Uh- <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm th- yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking you're right. Which I've, I've seen not seen. Episodes. I just know enough about it. I've seen it a few too. episodes of Ted Lasso and it, it is good. It's good. Yeah. It's sports ball, but it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, in television movie, the Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Of all the things on Disney Plus, that's the thing. (laughs) (sighs) We didn't have any other, you know, direct release Disney Plus movies that could have gotten there. Uh, whatever uh, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious considering it was like either people loved it or hated it so I've not seen it yet I haven't seen yeah. it I, I, I don't yeah. know if I love it or hate it I'm rooting for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas because um, I loved Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and I'm mad that the show got cancelled uh <laughs> uh so 
Uh, yeah, not a really a whole lot else in the um like the acting category categories. Uh, um, well, yeah, we got guest actress and actor Jane Lynch for Only Murders in the Building, and then Nathan mm-hmm. Lane for his appearances in Only Murders in the Building. Um, so um but yeah you have to really get down into the weeds of um the not so uh mainstream categories so uh, like let's see here like outstanding production design for a narrative period or fantasy program of one hour or more because that's a mouthful Mm -hmm. like loki got nominated or stranger things got nominated so (laughs) or outstanding production for a narrative program half hour (laughs) so yeah that's a I guess that's better than nothing to see, uh, you know, some of those uh, our our shows end up in at least something, I guess, is better than nothing. So, but yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's that. Emmys. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very long list because they do have a lot of because they they take like the technical categories that we're used to, like sound mixing or sound editing, but then they are like, is this a half hour program or an hour long program? Is it comedy or drama? Is it animated? <laughs> you know, so they get really into very specific categories so and i guess we'll wait and see what they decide to do as far as showing set awards ceremony so right now air set to air september 12th on nbc we shall see. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. uh, and that's really about it. Um, if you uh, are not already subscribed to the Fandom Zone podcast, which is hosted by DJ Neck and Charles Skaggs, um they had me on their most recent episode talking about the season finale of miss marvel so if you want to hear me talk about just episode six Mm -hmm. you can go listen to that um very nicely done yeah thank you all right so there's that that was my first time on the fandom zone cool so i'd never 
been on that particular it, show it, it's before. pretty nice and yeah i do have to say you know that complex does look you know mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty pretty familiar mm-hmm. <laughs> yep all right so let's move on to feedback with some feedback from shalane of course Yay. um she says um uh she says she don't have any spoilers for stranger things uh, but she says this season was epic so much action uh-huh. and kate bush's running up the hill is definitely an airworm <laughs> and also mm-hmm. a good song to work out to true mm-hmm. which is true it's also a good driving song yes which for me those playlists are almost interchangeable uh mm-hmm. um so uh that she mentions uh the other 80s <laughs> earworms that we've gotten in all the seasons of stranger things like should i stay or should i go um, mm-hmm. and then every breath you take and then uh, yeah. the, the theme from never ending story <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh and I have to say, the remix for Journey, that is quite the earworm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and then she mentions that um, at least that she caught the you know, she did not catch many Easter eggs, specifically to movies that came out the year that this is set, 1986. Um but apparently there's an Easter egg for Little Shop of Horrors, which I totally missed. Same here. Me too. And now I'm trying to see if I can picture it. Mm-hmm. I guess that means uh, I have to watch season four again. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shucks. Yeah. Um, and then it says she also loved Max and Erica this season. But Erica, Erica was un, uh, underrated always. You can't mm-hmm. spell America without Erica. Without Erica uh, yep. <laughs> uh, she says she also loved Argyle. <laughs> and she still yep. loves Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that Eddie's hair reminded her of um other 80s <laughs> uh rocker styles uh, like bon jovi yeah it's very bon jovi-esque mm-hmm. hair or the yes. slash you could put mm-hmm. a top hat on him and he could be in guns and yes. roses uh, mm-hmm. yeah. um then she says hopefully next season l will be re- reunited with her sister um uh eight <laughs> that we saw in l's little jaunt to chicago um and she says we'd love to see the two of them fight vecna together i, I mean sure at this point l could use all the help she can get yeah um 
she says also you tie you titled your podcast spring awakening did you know that there is a play and musical called spring awakening about teenagers in the early 20th century of germany going through relationships yes i did that's kind of why i use (laughs) (laughs) there was a reason (laughs) i yeah it's set during spring break Mm -hmm. and there's a lot you know some relationship drama going on not just between romantic relationships but friendships as well you know the kids are getting older and you know things things happen as you get older you know tastes change and likes and stuff change so yeah but also there's spring awakening so uh This just says, man, Joyce went through a lot the past season. Season one, where's my son? Season two, what's wrong with my son? Season three, what's wrong with my Magnus? Uh-huh. <laughs> season four, where's Hopper? And is he alive? <laughs> I like that. Where's my Magnus? <laughs> where's, yeah. Uh, uh, that is so funny. Um, where's my Hopper? I'm uh, trying not to kill Yuri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's Hopper? And would you like some peanut butter? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, she she has a little comment about how you know in the eighties that there were a lot of ki- movies that were technically kids movies but were very traumatizing. Uh, uh-huh. And she is not wrong. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to the fact that it wasn't until well into the 80s that the pg-13 rating became a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> so your choice was rate something pg which obviously still is not everyone in every child that would be g uh but pg still nowadays has the indicator that it's like you know for a pretty broad audience and then pg-13 is supposed to be for 13 above um but that did not exist until the mid 80s um so there are some early 80s movies that are rated pg that you're like how did this ever get past the (laughs) right well because their options were pg or r right it wasn't there wasn't an in-between like i i just watched poltergeist last night Oh, cool. What'd if I think? had watched that as a kid, granted, I wasn't alive when it came out because it came out in 82. Uh, <laughs> I didn't exist yet. But if I had been a kid, you know, if I'd watched that because it's labeled PG, I may have been a little traumatized by it. Now, yeah. there's nowadays, some nightmare juice inducing yeah. stuff. Nowadays, in there. <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily requires an R, but it would definitely probably be PG 13 yeah Um, but like the special effects have not held up at all so it's not quite as scary i think as it was when it was new (laughs) there are several times where i'm like yeah this is kind of bad and the acting is bad it is so bad (laughs) so but yeah that is one of those 80s movies that people would be like oh it's rated pg oh it's just gonna be a little you know silly scary movie you know but it's like no no that would not have been the case in 1982 you would have scared the crap out of your kids so Mm. (laughs) so yeah so that is now why we have the pg-13 rating 
because they were making movies like Poltergeist and Indiana Jones and take your pick. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. although actually the first Indiana Jones, I think was PG. I think it was uh, Temple of Doom was PG 13. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So. so, but yeah, we can balance that out with things like the 80s Muppet movies mm-hmm. <laughs> and the live action Annie. <laughs> so, thank you, Shalane, for your feedback as always thank you yes so much appreciated so we are going to dive into this week's main topic which is miss marvel the latest entry into the mcu courtesy of disney plus um so it was interesting and i mentioned this a little in when i was on uh the fandom zone is that we have gotten a live adaptation already for a character that is so new to marvel comics as a whole like captain america as a character in the comics is like over 70 years old he's been around since the 40s yeah kamala khan made her first appearance in 2013 and then got her own series in 2014 so she hasn't even been around a decade yet wow yeah um but i think that's cool i think that's very very cool i i mean but i remember yeah, because by the time she was announced that you know this character was coming, I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid as far as the MCU is concerned. So uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, all the things, give me all the information. So I remember when they made the announcement and you know, it was kind of a big deal. I mean, it's always a big deal whenever we get a new character. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how often new characters are introduced, but I can't imagine it's very often. They just kind of like, you know, take a character that maybe hasn't been around for a while and be like, oh, we're just going to start a new run with a new artist and a new writer, whatever. So, like, you thought you knew Black Cat back in the 80s, but here's Black Cat for for now, you know? Uh, <laughs> um but also the fact that she is marvel's first muslim character um Mm -hmm. so um and obviously that's a big part of who she is and that's a big part of who she is in this series Mm -hmm. um and yeah again i mentioned i i don't want to keep repeating everything i said (laughs) on the phantom zone (laughs) Because then I just be like, just go listen to that episode. But you know, that episode was supposed to be just about the final episode. Here we're talking about the entire series. But mm-hmm. um, you know, if any of our listeners out there, you know, watch Miss Marvel 
and or are familiar with the comics and are Muslim or know enough about the Muslim faith and uh, I'd be interested to hear their thoughts on how the faith was portrayed Mm -hmm. um, in this because I only know what I know from the internet really because yeah right as far as i know i don't know any muslim people i don't think uh otherwise i would ask them uh (laughs) so i really only know what i've heard from the internet and you know tv and and stuff um so you know was it was it portrayed accurately was it portrayed in a way that makes you like not be ashamed that your you know your your faith is being portrayed in such a mainstream thing in pop culture so i hope that makes sense that's my question makes sense mm-hmm. okay yes. good. Makes sense to me i was like i'm trying to be culturally sensitive here uh, but i'm also curious so same um but um now because i know we you guys and i are in very similar corners of the internet as far as like groups and stuff uh you know facebook and and the like um but uh what were you guys seeing as far as feedback from the fandom as the series was going on and how did you feel about it when it started because i I love, you know, I was enjoying it right off the bat, you know, from the mm-hmm. start of the first oh, episode, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Um, and it is, it is very fun. You know, it has some serious moments, but it is, it is, mm-hmm. it is a very fun series, but I was seeing some comments from some people that are like, I feel like I'm not the demographic for this. Yeah. I saw that too. Like, mm-hmm. like, I've seen like people complaining, like, it's just like some silly, goofy team thing um right i mean yeah it's a, it's a team show it's like a but it's more than that and I, I don't know how to explain right. how i felt but. yeah i mean you get the teen aspect because they're teen characters but it still ties into the main mcu and she's going to be a part and she's going to have to grow up fast with her powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. just like you guys were seeing on Phantom Zone, it's just with her trying to get her secret. And she really doesn't have a mentor. She doesn't have the Tony Stark, the happy to guide her through. She's just like, okay, what do I do? These people are after me. I've got damage control. Not to mention somebody who may or may not have caused my a relative of mine's death Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this all to deal with all along with the fact that mom is trying to hide something about the past that actually turns out to be a cool thing once we find out from grandma what's going on Mm -hmm. so it's just like she's got all this so I could kind of see where some people were confused but it's just like hey I was along for the ride. I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, there might have been mm-hmm. a couple of things here and there I didn't understand, but I was just like, give me more. I am, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see how everything all shakes out. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> she's got her hands full. <laughs> oh, yes, she does. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it does come off as young and not in like a spider-man type of way right like right. she's only a couple years younger than peter parker at least mm -hmm. as far you know you know as far as he's supposed to be as as far as the mcu is concerned you know our tom holland peter parker he just well he didn't graduate high school uh he's gonna try to get his ged but he should be graduating high school which puts him at about 18 years old um, and right. Kamala's 16 um you know she's just she, you know she fails her driver's test in the very first episode <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> mm -hmm. which I almost failed my driver's test the first time so not because I crashed into anything but because I took just a little too long to parallel park if I had took a little bit longer they would have failed me <laughs> even if I'd done it hey. successfully just the amount of time it took they would have failed me so <laughs> i hate to parallel park oh me too Ooh. i do too um so you know, i actually did fail mine yeah but you know, because i got my tofu that day yeah <laughs> Ouch. um you know so she's trying to deal with that she's got you know she's only got you know, she's not necessarily a popular kid but she's not necessarily being bullied either but there's there's very obvious that hierarchy that you see in in you know popular media with high schools you know you've got your jocks you've got your nerds you got your popular kids you got your you know the popular girl who you know is kind of the queen bee of everything but it turns out actually zoe's actually pretty cool um yeah. by the time we get to the end of the series but you know come like kamala's she's not really struggling per se like we see some teenagers but she's not really thriving either she's just kind of there no right kind of Which, reminded me of like how i was in high school like i wasn't like i wasn't struggling i was like 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 you were saying i was just like there i was like yeah I had it's like you've got issues, friends but... but you're not necessarily popular but you're not a loner right. either you're not being isolated right exactly yeah right yeah you're participating in a group you're not by yourself you have your group of friends and you're you're not you're not straddling the fence but you have a support group you have a system yeah <laughs> yeah she's just you know she like i said she's at that age where you know like the school counselors were like wait you know have you thought about your future type of thing and she's like i'm just trying to get my driver's license and go to AvengerCon. yeah because <laughs> at that age i still have two years yeah what, it's like what's two, the you know, rush at that age two years might as well be two million years right um, so you know she's only thinking to the weekend driver's license avenger con you know <laughs> so <laughs> uh we're, we're in the here the and best now. way to go yeah which is is very very accurate um mm -hmm. uh for just teenagers in general again because of that that frontal lobe is not fully developed and that's the part of the brain that helps with 
those thinking about and calculating like longer term things which is why people like shake their heads when they see like kids and teenagers do things seemingly on impulse and that's because that's exactly what it is they don't have that part of the brain yet that says hold on a minute let's think about the consequences of if we do this thing we're thinking about doing Mm-hmm. Once we have that, that's when we start being cautious in theory uh, about doing <laughs> yes. things. Sometimes we can still be impulsive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is why I have two new tattoos in the last month or so. Um, but <laughs> and I'm almost 40. So, you know, it's not it's not a complete, it's not a complete uh, you know put a brakes on the impulsivity part of it but it certainly helps <laughs> so uh so yeah you know and she's uh you know obviously uh, yeah i can't necessarily uh put myself in her shoes as far as like the you know because obviously social media is a big part of this series um Mm -hmm. they they play with that and use that quite a bit um you know obviously i'm on social media we're on social media we pretty Mm -hmm. you know the show gets promoted because of social media but i don't know what it's like using social media in high school because it was a thing um so i can't necessarily put myself in her shoes with that but a lot of the stuff yeah i can totally see where she's at at that age because I was the same way I had friends Mm -hmm. it was just a very small select group of friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we just you know we had our little bubble and we tried to stay in it and you know we were happy with each other and try not to get in the way of anyone that may think otherwise (laughs) so Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's very relatable, very uh, even relatable, even to someone my age, um, to, to watch her go through, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff. Um, so obviously with everything that happens, the group that she has around her, um, even as tiny as it is, is very good. And as the series goes on that, that support group gets bigger um because you know at first her parents her dad is just like her dad is just kind of the dad kind mm-hmm. of stereotype again stereotypical if it went you know these you could easily take some of these character tropes and apply them to a family of any ethnicity mm-hmm. and it would be applicable the fact that they're muslim is really has no bearing on some of the the the, the tropes that they end up going right. with for some of this stuff um so her dad is just very like you know he's the head of the household and you know he's just he wants to get you know happy wife happy life so you know mm-hmm. their 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 oldest child their son is getting is engaged to be married so you know things are very busy with that and he's just trying to keep the peace while the wife is running around trying to do all the things that are involved when throwing putting on a wedding which is why i had a destination wedding and somebody else took care of that for me uh because i didn't want to do all that crap um mm-hmm. and 
but at the same time he's also he's like you know you can see he's trying to be kind of hip and cool yep. with like using you know technology you know they got bruno who you know is kamala's essentially guy in the chair to her peter parker <laughs> yep um you know he's this really smart technology genius he and like uh Reed williams and peter parker and uh you know if tony stark if he was still around tony stark would be like dude kid come mm-hmm. play <laughs> mm-hmm. come play with some star tech i will show you some things <laughs> yes if tony stark was alive he would like end up making like a super smart day kid day kid. yeah really yes. <laughs> I totally that. Tony Stark's Kid Genius Summer Camp. Um, yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Tony. Uh, uh-huh. Quick, someone call Happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> get that going. Uh, although Bruno's going off to to yeah to Caltech, Caltech. so um, who knows? Something but, tells me if Tony was still around, he would have grabbed Bruno, and he would have probably grabbed Kamala, and just like, okay, oh yeah, we need to sit yeah, down. we need to yeah. talk. Yeah, both of them, <laughs> both of them. I'd be like, hey, Bruno, want to go to Wakanda? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meet Shuri. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and I'll get Jabbers on the line for you, Cal- for you yeah. Kamala. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tony is like, Kamala, I want you to meet Peter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot in common, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. I want to know, I, uh-huh. I, ha- I, I shouldn't, I, I should probably should have like Googled this, but I don't know if it would have helped me any. But I want to know what was the timeline from when they, sh- you know, scripted this very first episode and shot it in relation to the release of Encanto oh good question because the fact that like the first time we meet Bruno we don't know what his name is and it's not until he says something and Kamala's like oh Bruno no 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 I'm like wait a Uh minute a minute yeah we don't talk about Bruno (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I have questions about I this mean, timeline here. <laughs> if that was just pure coincidence that we got a character named Bruno and she just happens to say no, 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 no. Or if that was an intentional Easter egg. Because I have not been able to find anything to confirm nor deny. (laughs) Quick, somebody. Somebody somewhere who knows something. Somebody call up Lin-Manuel Miranda. And... (laughs) Okay, it sounds like it was filmed in the spring of 2001. 2001? Or 2021, I'm sorry. 2021, I'm sorry. It's been a long day, my dear. Yes. Um, it's been a long 20 years. 2020. Yeah, it's 2020, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Or so maybe just have to chalk um, that up to coincidence, maybe. Yeah. Or, or reshoots something. But 
Well, just, and then also some of it was also filmed in November of 2020. So there could have been a re there could have been a pickup or something there for a reshoot. Right. That is that is my head canon, and I'm sticking with it until somebody tells me otherwise. I think is like both Disney, they're gonna both have either same sort or no yeah. people know other people, so maybe this I don't know. Now I, can, now I am curious to like, hmm. Yes, we need to know about Bruno. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want to talk about Bruno. We want to talk about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. That's just one of the They actually had to that... film the scenes that were supposed to be in Pakistan and Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, which. Uh supposedly there's never been and get it any reasoning given for that but considering that part of the world isn't the most stable. i think because yeah because i think because of all the political stuff i better safe than yeah Sorry. i would i would likely guess that it probably has to do with the safety of the the cast and crew and everything so yeah um, but they did a really good job about Oh yeah, making. Uh, my guess is they probably either built stuff or got stuff that they could use for compositing that actually is part of Pakistan because there's like some uh, mm-hmm. buildings and stuff that are very. If you know Pakistan, especially Karachi, um, that if you saw buildings, you'd be like, "I know where that is." Um, so my guess is, is they they either did some uh and my guess is they probably managed to get some shots and were able to composite mm-hmm. so that the skyline looked correct would be my guess um so because we know disney i did detail yep yep yeah uh so yeah she's got she's got bruno who um also uh uh a bit cliche obviously has a crush on her on kamala Mm -hmm. (laughs) as i said on the fandom zone dude you a lot you 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 threw away your shot (laughs) again lin-manuel miranda (laughs) he threw away his shot if you didn't say anything and she's you know got a you know uh, a thing going for someone else you can't be mad at anybody except yourself mm-hmm. sorry dude i know that maybe sounds kind of harsh but it's true well hopefully with time being at caltech that will maybe help heal the heartache um he's a good kid though obviously very yeah. smart um and then her other best friend nakia um who's also very smart um and very strong um in her own way you know she doesn't have superpowers like kamala does but um she recognizes that she's got 
things that she can do in her in her own way like running for a position on the board at the mosque um which up until that point was unheard of for a woman so um so she's 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 very cool i kind of wish she'd had a bit more to do but um you know again not how you know she's very smart and very quick on her feet but she's not necessarily tech savvy like bruno is so it's like she kind of goes off to the side there for a little bit and you can just kind of just be like well she's busy with mosque duties now that she's on the board and then obviously she comes in and steps up in the big showdown at the high school in the final episode so um and of course kamal's parents yusuf and muniba um again yusuf very kind uh thinks he's funnier than he actually is like most dads uh (laughs) really loves hostess fruit pies which is a deep cut easter egg for um marvel comics because in the 70s and 80s hostess did a big like advertising campaign where they teamed up with a bunch of comics to help advertise their products and that included marvel and it consisted of like one page comic stories where the superheroes would defeat villains with traps using a hostess baked snack goods either as lures or as bribes <laughs> so anyone out there if you have any of those you got any old 70s or 80s marvel comics like her please flip through the pages and see if you have any of those hostess what she because i want to see that i can do, i just want to see like the hulk or like Captain America capturing a bad guy using like a ding dong, you know, or a Twinkie. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my goodness. Oh. And her mom. Oh. I did not like her mom at first. I will admit to that in fact i I did admit to that on the fandom zone i did not like kamala's mom at first um i don't know if yeah if you guys have (laughs) similar mommy issues like i do uh I just I I the the overprotective mom is just mm-hmm. it's a trope. Yeah. Yep. It's a big, big trope. And you know, I am I'm not a parent. I have no desire to be a parent. So I can't you know really understand what it's what what it's like. Um but it's like I yeah, I just I I I, I yeah, I'm 
it rubbed me the wrong way at first and then i was like okay think this through logically odds are by the time we get to the end of this she'll probably have changed her tune mm-hmm. which she did oh yeah and and i'm glad she did because yeah out which, a whole yeah i'm really I'm re- yeah i'm really glad she did and actually she changed her tune way and went way further the other direction than i thought she mm-hmm. would have because you know i would yeah you know, i was like oh well she'll change her tune but she's still gonna be like you know i worry about you please be careful here carry some band-aids in your you know in your pocket or something mm-hmm. but instead she's all like you got superpowers kid great i'm proud of you here i got you your costume go out save oh. people have fun yeah mm-hmm. and i mean man that costume if that was Auntie Ruby's or Nana, Nani knows somebody. Hoofda. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Very that, nice. That, that, that Nani knew someone that could whip that together in mm-hmm. in you know in Pakistan. Uh, with enough time to, to make sure that it, yeah that it got to Kamala. Again, the only thing is get her some proper footwear. I know she's yes. sixteen. And I love still, Converse as much as the next person. Just enough for a lot of protection. Yeah, the like the ankles are a bit exposed there. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily waterproof or water resistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go on full on like steel toe, whatever. Right, but, but just something a little maybe something with a bit more arch and ankle support maybe something that's water resistant or talk to shuri to see what she can't come up with and make it converse um protective hybrid yeah that either that or we need to go to we need we need to go to wakanda and get some you know some vibranium uh (laughs) you know infuse converse because um, i'm pretty sure sure we'd be like what are those uh exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know not quite as bad as as flip-flops or sandals right. but yeah still not a lot of not a lot of foot protection there though but other than that fantastic outfit i love it yeah um, and it's a very good interpretation of the comic book outfit you know again mm-hmm. because i think her character is still so new to the comics that it's modern enough that they don't have to mm-hmm. deviate too far right. unlike some of our other <laughs> live action adapted where like, if they put them, <laughs> yeah if they put them in their actual comic or captain outfits, america they would look kind of ridiculous you know Uh like yeah they give us a little bit of a nod to og luke cage in luke cage (laughs) jessica jones never even wears her outfit you just get you just get trish being like look wear this and jessica's like hell no yeah (laughs) (laughs) wandavision as the yeah costumes yeah the halloween costumes Mm -hmm. yeah exactly exactly so yeah probably with time i'm sure kamala's outfit will will change um but 
yeah the fact that it's modern enough that they can just be like oh they, yeah there you go and it still works so i'm hoping maybe she'll get a footwear upgrade in the marvels uh mm-hmm. at the very least so yeah um oh uh but uh obviously the big part of the plot of this series is kamala getting these powers which she has seemingly always had they were just not unlocked um as we've seen with some other characters we will get to that don't worry we are going to get to that 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 bomb that they dropped (laughs) in the final episode um but as we've seen with with other characters uh their powers don't you know they're not necessarily just appear um it takes some time to for them to manifest in some form or fashion you know obviously with wanda and pietro they had to be experimented on by whitehall um you know daisy johnson had to go through terogenesis to get her inhuman powers so sometimes it takes an incident in this case it's a bracelet well a bracelet the fact that they're supposed to be a pair and they only ever found the one makes me wonder when the other one's gonna pop up oh yeah mm-hmm. oh but yeah it turns out that her family line comes from these in the comics they're this ancient race that like lives super long they're not necessarily necessarily immortal but they're a long living race um called the clandestine um that are from a another dimension what dimension that is we don't know is it the same dimension that like where shang chi's mother came from or is it different right to be determined maybe I can't imagine that they did so little with the clandestine that they're just going to be like, well, that's it. That's all we're going to hear ever hear about the clandestine and, and their dimension. So maybe, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Oh, um, but they kind of may seem like, like this, these clandestine, they're going to be like the big bad because her ancestors that are they're still around want to get back to their home dimension and Mm -hmm. she's the only way they can do it then it turns out that's kind of a red herring as far as who the actual bad person in this series is (laughs) turns out it's the government which really can anybody Mm -hmm. be surprised i was gonna say this point (laughs) government yeah do you a bad yeah i know well and i think it's also a nice change of pace too that that you know with an origin story the you know they're the the first like antagonist or villain you know whatever label you want to use um is not some big like 
earth shattering huge crazy like psycho villain with like crazy powers or anything yeah sometimes it's just a person like uh i mean obviously it's not an origin story but our first spider-man movie you know homecoming adrian tombs was just a guy right mm-hmm. you know it, he wasn't you know some like crazy souped up something right he was just a guy with a pair of wings and a grunge you know to yeah you know, <laughs> chip on his shoulder right <laughs> mostly aimed at the government actually <laughs> again he gets in a he gets in a he gets a bad attitude because of the government (laughs) thank you department of damage control you suck um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm kind of with adrian tombs on this one in a way kind of sort of not completely but just a little bit i can kind of see where he's coming from um (laughs) um and uh what's her face from the department of diva from the the dodc <sighs> i just want to punch her in the face mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 bad enough when you get someone that's in a position of authority yeah you know, whether you're you know a manager or of something or the leader of like a team or organization or something like as we've seen in in spider-man homecoming the dodc they just kind of come in and just throw their weight around like they do deaver though not knowing any of her backstory but it's very obvious that she's got more she's right she's doing more than just riding on like a power trip that she is she's got some racist and xenophobic tendencies mm-hmm. and inclinations that are not cool that ain't, that 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 i'm cool no. i don't care who you are you know you don't go bursting into a you know a mosque a church you know any sort of religious institution into their their holy space with guns you know ready out and ready with like you know we're looking for someone and give this generic description that could fit like a hundred people easily (laughs) it's just like you know she's just ugh so she i hope she gets i hope she gets what's coming to her mm-hmm. and that's the end of it and she doesn't end up getting recruited to like a certain countess's um roster where she's collecting people uh who have ships on their shoulders mm. so just say Mm-hmm. So, but 
Um, and then Kamala's new friend, Kamran, who is also descended from the clandestines. His, his mother turns out to be her... What? It'd be her... Great, Kamala's great-grandmother's... What were they? Sisters? I'm thinking I sisters or sisters-in-law it was hard to tell you i don't remember i can't i don't know if they've said anything i hmm. i thought there might have been some familial relationship yeah i'm not entirely sure because I, I, I they never really like um they never really, I don't think they ever really specified if the clandestines are genetically related or if they just consider themselves a family because of who they are. So, but either way, Cameron's mother knew Kamala's great grandmother and was the one that killed her. Mm-hmm. Not that Kamala mm-hmm. knows that. We know that as an audience. Kamala doesn't know that. Unfortunately, the two people that do know that are both dead. Uh, so, um, and then um, we get Kareem, who is a member of the Red Daggers. No, so, which they will definitely come back. <laughs> <laughs> we have not seen the last of the of the of the red daggers so nope yeah. so but yeah this was this was not necessarily a big like world ending type thing it really was the story of just this the 16 year old girl trying to figure out life and boys and friendships and all of that crazy stuff then she suddenly ends up with these powers that she thinks are really really cool because she's obsessed with the avengers specifically carol danvers aka captain marvel um who is like her absolute hero um and figuring out what it means now that she has these powers um because it it is it is a life-changing thing (laughs) no matter who Mm -hmm. you are no matter Mm -hmm. what your life circumstances uh so um it uh yeah it's just i think it was really i think it was really cool Do do you guys have any like what did you think of like the um like the whole clandestine thing and how it ended up not being as big a deal as they kind of led it to be uh i was in a way i was kind of glad but then a little bit disappointed but then i was thinking too how much did the clandestines tie into the eternals or are they going to have a tie into the eternals just with some of the just with some of the stuff I need for crying out loud the bracelet was found in a ten rings bunker. So who knows? On the 
on the arm of a Cree. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I mean, hmm. <laughs> I can see where they're trying to pick and choose. And it's just like, there's a whole lot of overlap here. So we need to make some explanations here. <laughs> yeah. Because you could go like three to four different ways. <laughs> Can we pick one? Yep. <laughs> or is it still te- or is it still to be determined? <laughs> it might be to be determined. So yeah, because the um the the clandestines as they have been in the comics um are not uh they're i mean they're a little older but i mean the grand scheme of characters are not that old they were created in 94 um so um it's they're not super long running (laughs) um as far as 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 characters go um they do cross over um a little bit with the x-men which is appropriate uh (laughs) (laughs) so we could potentially go that way maybe Mm -hmm. potentially but the fact that they're from another dimension which probably is more than likely a different dimension than the one that shane chi's mother came from right Um, so yeah we're still getting multi-dimensional stuff going on which i think is always i think that's just going to continue to pop up from for from here on out now that that now that that is a thing right uh, i think it's they're not going to plug that hole now that they've got it so but they don't all necessarily have to be big right crazy you know convergence or whatever type things would like would happen with dr strange um it could be more like with shane chi where it's like oh yeah we're just in this other dimension uh yeah right (laughs) so um so yeah it's another one of those we're just gonna have to wait and say what they what they decide to do to do with those but yeah the, the fact that there's connections to both the Ten Rings and the Kree, mm-hmm. I think, is setting us up for something, probably, mm-hmm. maybe down the line. But as we know with Marvel, stuff doesn't get paid off right away. <laughs> can we can we get Ward, Mayor Fitzsimmons on the phone? To yeah, I mean it. It took it took us four years to get from i am iron man my name is nick fury and i'm here talking about the avengers initiative to the battle of new york so right you know it could take some time mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah um 
so but yeah the fact that the clandestine in the comics have at least a little bit of a connection to the x-men maybe Mm -hmm. considering that they decided that now would be a really really good time for marvel the mcu to start using the word mutant right yeah yeah is she gonna say the word i didn't know what bruno was gonna say i'm like he's obviously leading up to something it's like what is he gonna what is he gonna say is he gonna just be like you know your dna doesn't match the rest of your family or you know yeah yeah it's kind of like with um uh, you know, Peter Quill at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy was like, well, you're part human, the other part, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have just left it with that. It's like, well, we don't know exactly what it is. You're just not completely human. But no, they had to go and drop the M word. Yes. For, and I as far as I know, the very first time that the word mutant has been used officially in the MCU. I think so. All the other times been like inhuman, right? Yeah, yeah. We've had Eternals, we've had Inhumans, we've had no label uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatsoever. Um, What was like eighty six or something? Yeah. Well, like Shield. Yeah, with like uh, you know, with uh, you know, with like uh, Wanda. You know, they couldn't use the word mutant yet when wanda and pietro got introduced but for them to retroactively call her and quicksilver mutants i don't think would work necessarily because their powers really came from the infinity stone right that was inside loki's scepter which we know now as the mind stone uh, mm-hmm. which is why wanda was the only person that could have destroyed the mind stone while it was inside vision's head because that's where her power comes from so she's more she's more along the same lines as as captain marvel where her power comes from an infinity stone whether you want to call that a mutation as you know you could you could, we're talking about made-up science here so right you could you could really say whatever you want but obviously they didn't go through chair genesis either so they're not inhumans mm-hmm. um so but yeah kamala is the first officially labeled mutant inside the mcu now granted we have mutants or at least a mutant mm-hmm. who was not born inside the mcu but is now part of it and we know is coming his name is deadpool yeah correct who he is a mutant because that's why they explained it in the first deadpool movie is if you've got the you know if you've got the whatever because i don't think they bothered to call it like the x gene or whatever uh it's like Mm. if you've got this mutation in your dna we can activate it and there you go which is kind of what happened to kamala she had in theory the mutant gene or mutant dna and the bangle just helped kickstart it just like wade going Mm -hmm. into the the pressure chamber is what kickstarted his um 
So, you know, you can, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some purists that are be like, well, you know, there's, you know, what, who's actually first mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because we're getting mutants, Dagnabbit, which we knew yeah, were coming right. because we know Deadpool is coming. our mileage is going to vary with this until we get a straight roadmap right it's just a matter of who else are we going to start seeing who are actually mutants are we going to go you know are we going to keep reviving the same dead horse with the x-men i would prefer not as much as i like the x-men i I want to see some new blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of X Men, did you did you guys hear the little X Men mm-hmm. theme like that when the, I popped up? I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many mutants that we have not seen yet mm-hmm. um that could be <laughs> really really cool <laughs> so um but um yeah yeah i'm the same way as like you know especially because we're of that age that we had like the 90s x-men cartoons so in, mm-hmm. in our mind mutants equal cyclops and professor x and storm and rogue and wolverine and Bla- you know all these you know that we expect Gambit. exactly yeah. exactly but there's like there's so many um that have not been seen yet so uh, at least you know, even even in the Fox, you know, the stuff like the mutants we've seen with Deadpool, like uh, Colossus, or um, you know, Domino. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like we've had a few, um, but yeah, there's there's still a whole a whole lot that. I probably don't even know that they're a thing, you know. Same, honestly. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, I know some of them from playing the Marvel uh, mobile game on my phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, a- <laughs> so, but yeah. So yeah, it'll. But it'll be interesting to see who they decide to bring in and give us first as far as uh you know quote unquote x-men uh because so, obviously fantastic four they're their own thing yeah. they're not mutants either their circumstances completely different on how they get their powers mm-hmm. so and do we get Charles Xavier? We know Charles Xavier exists elsewhere in, in the MCU. Right. And one again, of his universes. In a different universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but is do, do we have a Charles Xavier in our little section of the MCU? So wait and see. Wait and see. But yeah, like Bruno is like mutation. And I'm like, oh, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> I see. This a thing. We're doing the thing. He said the thing. Okay then. Uh I don't know how to process this, but I'm excited. Uh <laughs> so and then they give us that and then they give us the mid-credit scene where kamala is supposed to be doing her homework and the bengal accidentally activates and she and carol's switch spaces <laughs> so we get a nice little cameo from brie larson who's very confused about where she is now and why there are posters of her face staring right back at her from every square inch of this room <laughs> her parents are going to hear that bang and be like kamala what are you doing you're supposed to be doing your homework and mm -hmm. kamala's not there there's a tall blonde woman who matches the posters in her daughter's bedroom yeah which is going to be very confusing considering we know that her father has no idea who Carol Danvers is. <laughs> when he was explaining the origin of her name and she's like, I can't have the same name as Carol freaking Danvers. And he's like, who? Like, well, she's in your kid's bedroom now, so you probably better figure it out. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I saw on the internet a lot of people were confused. Um, people were like thinking that maybe somehow um, Kamala was uh, turned into um, Captain Marvel. <laughs> but then, like, um, someone was like, yeah, no, that's not what happened. It's kind of yeah, funny. no. I mean, in, I guess, in the comics, that could have happened or has happened oh. where she can. Uh, like change her appearance and has taken on the look of carol which i guess is not quite the same thing as becoming that person but mm -hmm. the bangles in the comics have the ability to um teleport someone from one location to another so um and if that because the bangles are a pair if one person is wearing one and another person's wearing the other those two specifically could swap places so and as we've well, learned the bangle kind of like the tardis kind of has a mind of its own yeah <laughs> as mm -hmm. far as what it wants to do so uh oh in theory it is sending kamala someplace she needs to be Kind of like how it sent her back in time because she needed to be the one to save her great grandmother, you know, or mm -hmm. grandmother, um, who gets separated from her great grandmother at the train station. So, okay, fess up. How many when they started talking about the partition that were like, I know about that from Doctor Who? Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Who, for the history lesson. Yes. I'm like, yeah. Doctor Who, 
it started out wanting to be an educational show for children and teach them about history. Almost 60 years later, it worked. Yep. (laughs) You did your job, Dr. Who. (laughs) Even if you didn't know it. Because they don't teach us at least thought about other people's history, let alone our own in this country. So... (laughs) so yeah i thought that was fun though because i'm like oh mm-hmm. partition i know about this mm-hmm. so. but yeah as in general probably not the I mean, it's hard to compare. I don't want to say this is like not the strongest series we've gotten in the MCU as far as Disney Plus is concerned, because you're not really comparing apples to apples. Yeah. Because it's it's got its own texture, it's got its own flavor, you know, it's got its own look, um, but it still feels very Marvel and still feels like it fits into Mm -hmm. the bigger mcu um and you know other than that whole mutant thing it's not necessary it wasn't necessarily like universe shattering like some of the other stuff has like obviously with wandavision that was setting us up for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, something we knew that at the time. Uh, <laughs> Loki, obviously, setting up Kang and, uh, you know, all, all of that stuff that we're in more, you know, we're going to see Kang in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, so, yeah, some of this is, some of it has kind of been like big ripples in the bigger MCU. This, not so much, other than. Because because we knew mutants were coming eventually, we knew that word was going to have to get dropped and used at some point. Mm-hmm. So it was. It's not like it's oh my god, mutants are coming. It's more like oh my goodness, we're finally here. <laughs> you know, yeah. yay! The ink is finally dry on that. Uh, you know, on the purchase with Fox, so we can use that word now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's legal now, um, right? And i have no idea what like the 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 plot or anything for the marvels is going to be you know whether it's going to be something that's again kind of self-contained not a big universe shattering thing like it was for the first captain marvel movie where really her biggest enemy was nobody you know right jude law really didn't <laughs> but you know pose that big a threat <laughs> um so you know once she once she came full into her own with her powers really you know nobody nobody was gonna stop her because cat marvel is one of the most powerful characters we have um so um you know i don't know exactly what's going to happen as far as the the marvels is concerned you know what 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 or you know what did they come up with that's gonna that's going to explain why obviously having carol and monica rambo together 
makes sense having her best friend's kid now grown up uh you know be with her especially now that you know monica's got her own powers thanks to wanda uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh and you know eventually we'll find out which name they're going to use for her um and then the 16 year old you know girl that just came into her powers and is still trying to figure this thing out it's like i have no idea i have absolutely no idea so and maybe we'll find out maybe the maybe we'll get some information this weekend at phantom christmas or maybe we'll have to wait till d23 expo disney fandom christmas considering we're supposed to get the marvels next year i would imagine we're gonna find out something eventually more than likely at one of these events if i had to hazard a guess i would i'd probably say d23 expo same just because of the timeline Mm-hmm. although the the movie releases again this is why we write things in pencil kids yeah because it's like marvels and then ant-man and then ant-man 3 and then people are like no we're gonna get ant-man 3 and then we're gonna the world it's like i whatever just it doesn't matter what movie is it, it is is it an mcu movie yes i will be there mm-hmm. please and thank you so yes. I even went to the movie theater to see Morbius. So, yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Kamala Khan and Miss <sighs> Marvel, aka Good Captain Marvel? Great use, Junior. Great use of music. <laughs> oh yes. yes. Uh, 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 if i can i will good jersey references even though one of our friends of the show was sadly disappointed that a certain (laughs) boss did not get completely mentioned (laughs) but the prince did he did accidentally (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. his kamala's grandmother got yes the boss and and bon jovi confused confused, yes that was funny i'm like (laughs) somewhere jesse's ears are perking up going wait what (laughs) well yeah i'm thinking thinking that i'm thinking grandma must be the must be the springsteen fan and (laughs) yeah (laughs) and muniba is the bon jovi fan (laughs) yes not to be confused with Brown Jovi. No, no. Pakistani <laughs> tribute band. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I uh, I really am enjoying, I really did enjoy the music. If I can, um, mm-hmm. it should let me. I will put in the show notes my ultimate MCU playlist on Spotify. Oh, nice. Um, which I know I've shared in one of the chats somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, but sure it, again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Well, I started with Awesome Mix Volumes 1 and 2 from Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, obviously. But of course, but of course. And then built from there. So essentially, it, it's not perfect. I know there's stuff missing because it, I couldn't find it on Spotify. But it is essentially 
almost every piece of popular music used in the MCU. So not not the like score Mm -hmm. that we recognize from different MCU films, but like like obviously with Iron Man we heard you know like ACDC and with Thor obviously especially Thor Love and Thunder we're getting a lot of Guns N' Roses all over the place so it's stuff like that and I've even gone into the TV shows um, the Disney Plus and Netflix Mm -hmm. um, which some of the Netflix they're not it's not necessarily mainstream pop music but there is music written like mainstream pop music that was written for the shows like uh um, right. i want like i want your cray cray trisha's song from jessica jones <laughs> right um and then i've even pulled from deadpool because oh, I, I consider mm-hmm. him part of the MCU at this point. Oh, yeah. I not make an mm-hmm. appearance. Uh, so, like, they used 9 to 5 in Deadpool 2. <laughs> so, like, that's all <laughs> right. <there>. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's my ultimate awesome mix of most of the mainstream popular music that's been used within the MCU. And that includes a lot of the music used um which is a lot of indian and bollywood type music used mm-hmm. in miss marvel and there's uh, i kind of wish chrissy was here it's a shame she doesn't have internet yet at her new house uh because yeah. chrissy is our bali kind of our bollywood expert and yes. she would I, she would probably be able to tell us if she's recognized any of the of the music from any of the bollywood movies that she's seen but there's some very fun very cool sounding songs so it is it is it is kind of fun to hear you know to to have the playlist on shuffle and hear like you know acdc it's like oh yeah i heard this in iron man to dolly parton going nine to five to some song that's obviously from some bollywood big song and dance number right (laughs) it's quite fun Uh, (laughs) i was at like like i don't know exactly what they're saying but the music i like the music i I have no idea what they're saying but i was like i don't care i enjoy it it sounds Uh yes it's really fun so if you ever heard Mm -hmm. indian disco you will if you listen to this yes playlist so and it's so cool that they are using that music so we are exposed to that culture and are learning to appreciate it it's just like thank Mm -hmm. you for doing that yeah i was Mm -hmm. like between um this and like with moon night um, moon night yeah like i was like i've always had like a, a taste for like um different types of music different genres different nationality types so like learning like here in these like ooh like I have no idea like like I said I don't know what to say but like the way it sounds and just the culture of it is like really fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And as our uh 
our our resident uh, east east coaster how well was jersey represented there Brittany? yes how was it represented Brittany? problem is i've never been to jersey city so i but but i do have friends that live have who have lived and they said it was pretty accurate so no okay oh good <laughs> okay. Yay. good to know the second time the mcu has ended up in new jersey yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. yep well right. it's been a few times because like technically yes that is true all right anything else not that I can think this of. This is a very, very small detail, but I really loved how they did the text thing. Like the text between like Oh Mala yeah, with like all the emojis yes. and, and everything mm -hmm. though. Yeah. It, it it's definitely has like I think I read somewhere that it, that stuff like that was at at least a little bit influenced for th from things like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And oh, okay. I totally, Makes totally sense. see that. So, especially yeah. considering both Chris Evans and Brie Larson are in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, That's right. <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, so, but yeah, that was, I definitely like the the some of the the visuals you mm -hmm. know, to help to help get the because again it all goes back to the fact that kamala is 16 and these are also you know they're, they're high schoolers and that is the way that that they communicate yes mm -hmm. via text message and emoji and all these things so I thought it was I thought it was very I thought it was very cool the way they did that it made it very visually interesting too mm -hmm. so. I like when like tv or movie can do that like so it's not just staring at the phone and they, they try to make it pop I don't know I just, I yeah like when they, they just that. show like the screen yeah. and they show like the text yeah. of the text and it's like it's dull well, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, if any of our listeners want to give their two cents on Kamala Khan and her live action introduction into the MCU, um, or you know about the you know her friends or any of that fun stuff, um you can uh contact us send us your feedback you can do that a number of ways you can email us uh fiveishfangirls at gmail.com or you can go to our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com where you can connect with all of our other different social media accounts facebook twitter instagram where you can dm us or leave comments or all those fun things youtube whatever floats your boat 
Yeah. Whether you want to send us a long drawn, you know, a long message or just a, a bunch of emojis. Yeah, that's cool. We'll, we'll take it. Um, we're hip like that. <laughs> I say that and it makes me sound not so hip, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm old. Uh, uh, <laughs> with contacts, clothes, clues. <laughs> slide into our dms no. <laughs> oh my god uh if you want to, uh when you stop rolling your eyes and like to financially support us you can do so uh via a one-time donation via ko-fi or you can become a regular supporter on Patreon. Links to both of those are also on our website. Or if you like to get something a bit more tangible in return for supporting us, you can buy merch, t-shirts, hats, buttons, stickers, all sorts of things with our logo along with other designs on our shop on Redbubble. Again, link is on our website. Oh. And uh, stay tuned to the social media feeds while Fandom Christmas occurs this weekend, starting tomorrow. Actually, as we're recording this, starting Thursday. Ah! It's going to be exciting four days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <gasps> Jealous of the folks who are there, but at the same time, it's probably warm in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to be like standing but... outside for a panel in the heat. <laughs> yeah, it's like I am jealous, but also like whenever like I see like the pictures, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not in the middle of all those people. So I, yeah. I, I... Oh, actually, right now pretty tolerable in san diego compared to here it is 76 degrees it's supposed to be in the low 70s all weekend in san diego this weekend so i i take that back please i want to be in san diego right now it's like 20 degrees difference <laughs> so, those are actually my ideal temperatures like the like 70s on my like perfect temperature for me yeah <laughs> Never mind. I changed my mind. I take it back. Please take me to San Diego. Let's go to San Diego. Let's somehow find tickets because totally not sold out by now. Yeah, and it starts tomorrow. So, you know, Mm. I'll leave right now. Right? (laughs) Uh, One of these days. One of these quick, days. Quick, who, who needs to go for, for four for four days? We yeah. volunteer as tribute. Right. Yes. Right. We will gladly. I mean, it's a little late right now, but next year, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, I might be available. Just saying. Depending on the dates. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, with that... <laughs> I'm gonna go stick my head in the freezer and because it's cold um, mm-hmm. and sign off for this week. This is Brittany Bevedere saying good night. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. 
And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Let's uh, go out to the uh, the corner and uh, pour one out for the Circle Q. R.I.P. Kamala's dad's hostess for to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squeeze be with you.